This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Seattle Seahawks. And Jim Zorn's first return visit to Seattle was a victory. We talk about all the injuries and the upcoming game with the Giants live with Aaron Josh John. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, y'all? Yo, 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 yo. What's happening? Yo. Hell. Victory. Hell victory. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Dude, you know, the last few weeks, I think we've all been bitching here and there about we wanted, we just really want to score a lot of points and blow out some of these teams that are nowhere near as good as we are. But I've come to the conclusion, it's like, I mean, we always say a win is a win, but really, a win is a win. This team is just not going to blow people out. It's just not going to do it. Dude. This team did it this time with ball control, running the football with the beast, Clint Portis. And even though Betts almost gave it away at the end, and Sweden sucks. <laughs> you know, that's just the kind of team this is going to be. And it's the NFC East. It needs to be a team that can run the ball anyway. So, you know, a win is a win. I'd love to see more points, but a win is a win. A win is a win, but like I said, it ain't pretty. Mm. Dude, what the heck is that? That's the applause sound that I have. It sounds like rain on my roof. Well, sorry, dude. Here, I got another applause sound. See if this is better. <laughs> I cannot cheer that much for this win. I'm sorry. I can because if we would have lost, we pretty much would have been done. Yeah, right now, as it is, we are officially in seventh place in the NFC. Are you serious? Who's in eighth? serious. According to ESPN, I don't know what the stats are, but according to ESPN, the Cowboys have the tiebreaker on us. They do? What? I thought we had it. How's that? How's that so? We both beat each other at home. Is it points? Yeah. I don't know if it starts off initially with points in the head-to-head or what. I don't remember what the uh, actual what the actual stats are and what they go with um, first, second, and third and whatnot. But according to ESPN, we are seventh. We are behind Dallas and Tampa Bay for the uh, wild card spot. Well, that's a, that's dude, just wrong, dude. That's according to ESPN. They've been known to be wrong before. Unlike Harry Hog football. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Where we, if you want the right news right now, uh, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, though. We weren't wrong about the fact that we've been saying for weeks that we need to get Mike Sellers more involved in this offense, and they finally did the last two weeks. Absolutely. Mm. And when he's not catching the ball or trying his hardest to catch the ball. Like, he couldn't even, like, he only had that one drop that probably would have been a touchdown. But, dude, his arms are huge. He can't extend out like a wide receiver to pull that ball in. Dude, he kind of reminds me of, like, one of those little, like, action figures you go and buy, like. Like an old G.I. Joe? Exactly. Dude. The 80s with the Fo- big muscles. Yes. Dude, Fox's G-level um, broadcasters called Mike Sellers a cult icon in Washington. Good, those guys. That's the second game we've had with them. 
Um, Matt Baskurgeon and uh, what's that other dude's name? J.C. Pearson. Um, J.C. Pearson. Yeah, that's what I said. They're pretty good in Aaron. Like you were saying to me during the game, you're like, those guys are good because they're not worried about like making themselves look cool like someone like Brian Ball Dinger does all the time. Or Joe Yuck. Oh, Joe Yuck. Joe Yuck. If you guys watched any of that Cowboys game, in the first 12 minutes, he mentioned how the Cowboys just absolutely destroyed the Redskins like four times. Oh, yeah. I only watched. And he just kept on mentioning it after that. I couldn't listen to it anymore. Yeah, I could only watch like the first five minutes of it, and then I switched over to the Eagles game. Speaking of, Donovan McNabb got pinched. He did. Like a low starting on Thursday though. They said he's starting Thursday night. Oh really? Because he's yeah, dude, I'm kind of surprised with. Imagine what he's got to come back to though. Jumping back in the game after after being put on the bench. Dude, yeah, I thought. <laughs> I thought that that if it, at first I thought that you know he's done. They just need to start that call guy and move on. But. You know, I think Reed probably did it just as a lot of fire under him to be like, you got to get pissed off and get out there and play because you're sucking right now. Yeah, but you know the Philly fans aren't smart enough to see it that way. They're just going to be, like, throwing vegetables at him and stuff. Chunky soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll be throwing chunky soup cans at him. Throwing cans of chunky soup at him. But they'd be empty, though. They're too cheap. I don't know, dude. If we throw a full can. <laughs> now, now. In this economy. I'll tell you one thing, though. I'll be pulling for the Seahawks come Thursday. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Seahawks and the Cardinals, because the Cardinals are the ones playing the Eagles. That's right. Yeah. Which is not as important but as the Seahawks. but It's still important. We need to keep them down in the cellar. <laughs> yeah. What's more important like, is we, we need to... Them. We don't need their... But all we got to do is finish our business. Yeah, we need to come and up with a way to beat the Giants. Yeah, it's going to be tough because we got some uh, pretty um, potentially some pretty serious injuries in the defense. Oh, yeah. um, serious enough that we had to cut Sean Alexander today. Thanks for playing, dude. Dude, seriously, I was surprised with that because he, I, I was I was looking to him, especially after there 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 goes bets again last week. You know, you give him the ball, oh, you can't hang on to it. I mean. You know, I, I, I was thinking Sean Alexander would step in and uh, and be a good addition to to our backfield there, and I, I was yeah. really I was surprised to see him come and go so quickly. Yeah, well, they had to resign. They resigned Ryan Deschetti. Uh, they had to get another defensive lineman because Carter might be out, um, Goldston might be out, Montgomery's supposed to come back, but we're hurting for defensive linemen right now. Yeah. Um. Um. It's not looking good, and somehow Dallas and now Seattle have both figured out how to uh, beat our run defense. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they uh, run around the end. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. They let the ends run forward, or they just push them off to the side, and they just go right around them. Mm-hmm. Or they pin them inside and go right around them. Hmm. Either way, <laughs> Andre Carter and... <clears throat> Number 55 hasn't been doing jack still. Now, what is this foot injury that Andre Carter has? He has a tear in the arch of his foot. Okay, and then I'll dispute Light that tear. a minute ago. Um, yeah, because all I heard like the plantar fascia, blah, 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 whatever yeah. it's called. That means his Why foot Why don't they hurts. just say a tear in the arch of his foot? 
it doesn't sound as intelligent. They want, they want to make sure everybody understands. We give it to you in layman's terms here. A, a, tear, a tear in his Artem Archuleta. Uh, tear in his Adam Archuleta. Of his Will foot. he be his Achilles Archuleta? Um, <laughs> so can he play dude, with his torn foot thing? Dude, I have to dispute what you said a minute ago know. about number 55. Because I, and I, we talked about this before the podcast a little bit, but... I, I have to go on record as saying that I really thought he was having a pretty good game. I, I was watching him come in on a bunch of tackles. You said he he was listed with three tackles in the stats. Is that right? Yes, three tackles. Jason Taylor is who we're talking about. I thought I thought that this was one of his better games. Now, he's been out three games with injuries, and then we had the bye week in between. So it's like he had a couple games to warm up, then he was out a couple games. Then, we had, then he had uh, you know a game, and then he was out a couple of games. So, I mean, you know, I thought that this was the first chance that we would get to see maybe what, what he was capable of, and I felt like he was really stepping up to show us a little bit of that. But you guys seem to disagree with me. So I think he was getting burned around the end, like we were talking about, on all those running plays. And they kept moving him around, and he's, still, he's not pressuring the quarterback. He, he they had him playing linebacker. He's not that great against the run. Dude, they had him playing Dude, linebacker. I thought, he, I thought he was putting good pressure on. I don't know what if we were watching different games or what, but. He was. They were getting a little more pressure than usual. I have to say. Well, that's that was because they put some of the speedier guys, like Lorenzo Alexander, in there. And Rocky McIntosh got in and got one, but you know, I I gotta say, I thought it was Jason Taylor's third best game this year. Dude, I was one where was where he had three tip tip passes, and the other one where he got his one sack he's had this year. Horton got in there once. I saw Jason Taylor coming in and putting the pressure on, coming in for tackles. And then Chris Horton flying in on this a lot of the same tackles. I, you know, that's what I saw. On passing and, plays, but on the running plays is where he sucked. Yeah. Okay. we got to agree to disagree on that. We, we disagree. All I have to say is uh, right now, as far as I'm concerned, unless he really – and, you know, he needs more continuity because he is coming back from yet another injury. But, you know, right now he's at Adam Archuleta in 2008. No, he is really that bad. Those that's are some strong famous. words, dude. Dude, that's really strong, dude. I stand by my word. No, no way, John. I think you're smoking something. Stand there's by no, my there's words. no way he is as bad as Adam Martelletta turned out to be. White turtleneck. No way. <laughs> we'll see. Can't we'll even see. Compare, One dude. sack, three tip, pa- tip passes. Like and we'll, and, and when we year. brought Adam Martelletta in, what history did he have as a career? None. Uh, he was good really, when he was at the Rams. Seriously. He was good at the Rams. He had a few good years in, where was he, St. Louis? Yeah, yeah He was known as a run stopper. Missouri. As big as Jason Taylor was? Jack. As big as Jason Taylor was in Miami? No, but Jason Taylor, exactly. Jason Taylor's a former MVP, and he hasn't been Jack. Yeah, he's got, so Jason Taylor's got well, a huge we, reputation to uphold. Well, we cut another former MVP today, so, you know. That's true. Dude, that's because on his like five runs or whatever he had over the last couple weeks, he was all hesitant hitting the hole. At least he didn't fumble well, like Liddell Bet. I'm wondering if it was partially a uh, a a move. Well, they had to cut somebody to bring in Buschetti, like we were saying before. But I'm wondering, and were they thinking, well, if we if we cut Alexander, will that make Betts feel better better about fumbling again? How many times have we been talking about over the last, like, three years 
how Bex needs to walk around with a football glued to his hand. I know, dude. He, All day. He needs to sleep he with it. Shower. He needs to shower with it. Grocery. He needs to poop with it. He needs to do... Dude, all he had to Everything do... Everything that he does. It, at that point in the game, it didn't even <laughs> matter how many yards he got. He just needed to hold on to the ball. He just needed to hold on to... If we had, if we had just downed the ball, uh, I think, like, twice, they would have gotten the ball back with 15 seconds left in the game. Yeah, and we could have maybe tacked on three if crappy Sean Swizzum, like, actually kicked oh, it through. Dude, don't get me started on Swizzum. Dude, dude, that's a, whole nother conver- that's a whole nother conversation for this podcast. Speaking but- of, dudes, should we just segue right into this segment? It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. Dude, we, we can segue into that. We can segue into the same segment, but I just wanted, you know, one to say thank God since we're talking about general game here. Thank God for Sean Springs making that pick after that happened. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, good, good ending on that. Because, yeah, hello. He finally came back. He's definitely not getting a kick from anyone this week, that's for sure. Because, you know, honestly, you know, earlier on, I could have kicked Sean Springs for blowing his coverage. Yeah, he did have a couple passes defended, too. And they were putting him in a safety. They were pulling Horton for some stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just an experience factor they were relying on at that point. Yeah, they were putting anyway, dude, Springs in at Mike safety and using D'Angelo Hall up there. Corner. Well, well, dudes, my kick goes to the guy that couldn't kick. Oh man! And, and since since you brought it up earlier, <laughs> are the Redskins not holding auditions yesterday and today for a kicker again? I'm I'm wondering if it's if it's trying not to like you know shake his confidence because I heard Jim Zorn's press conference Monday, most of it, and. The third question, I believe, was a question about... The question about the kicker? Was a question about Sean Sweezum missing two in a row short, and his kickoffs were short. Dude, his kickoffs get shorter and shorter. They get shorter and shorter every time he kicks. His kickoff landed at the 20. He state of denial about him. He had one go to the 18, I think, on this game, and 13... Um, How many yards is like that? They're in a state of denial. What Zorn it's said like 52 was that yards on a kickoff. Danny Smith is, what Zorn said is that he thinks Danny Smith is working with them on directional type punt or kicks for kickoffs and things of that nature. But, I mean, these were like line drives to the 18. No wonder they kept getting such good yardage because he was out kicking the coverage. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't care if it goes to the 10 or the 12 if you kick it high up in the air so our guys can get there. I think one of our listeners in the UK was asking, like, said that he could only listen to the game and what was up with uh, the uh, special teams coverage. Well, that was it. The kick sucked. Yeah, that was Chris yeah. J. Chris J. over in the UK. He sent us an email yeah, about that. Um, he said, guys, please tell me what was up with our special teams giving up great field position to the Seahawks every time. My kick it goes, wasn't really their fault. It was, it was sweet them. My kick goes down. My drive especially hard kick. For Sweezum, for the short kickoffs. If it takes two seconds for the ball to get there and four seconds for you to run down there, then they're going to get some yardage. Dude, we had better yeah. kicks when I played football at junior high school. <laughs> Dude, we had better kicks in my living room with my two-year-old kicking the ball. <laughs> Dallas, 
anyway, Sean Sweezum gets my kick this week. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm not the only one out there. I mean, you hear, you hear uh, Chris J. from the U.K. wrote in and said it, too. But, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a whole slew of people that probably feel the same way. Yeah, dude. All right, that's a solid kick, unlike his. You want um, me to go? I'm gonna give my kick. You go, John. Nah, go. Go, ahead. go ahead. I'm going to give my kick to Liddell Betts. Dude, seriously. Well, not only that, every time, I don't know, if, I think we talked about this last week, but every time he comes in and Clinton Portis goes out, something bad happens. Like, oh, zero yard play, a negative yard play, a sack. Like, and here's the a fumble. He runs into the back of Casey Raybach. He gets a lot of chaotic funk up in there. Dude, there yeah, there was. Dude, a, you know what it is? You know what? I was watching him in this game, and uh, he does not. And I've said it over and over this year, especially. Portis has really come into his own, finding patience. And Betts does not have the patience. Betts, does, Betts is you give him the ball, and he's off and running. He, he's not looking. He's not following the block. He's not being patient and waiting for that gap to open up. Dude, He's just on, running into whatever's there, dude. And if it's a wall, he runs into it and falls down. On one play, he had, if he would have just taken like one step to the left, he had like the whole left side of the field, and instead he ran into the back of like three dudes. I was like, what are you doing, dude? Just take a glance over to the other side. If he's patient and can get through, you know, find the gap, get through it, and get in the open field, he can pick up some yardage. No. He's pretty much sucked ever since he came in for Portis. What was that, two seasons ago when Portis was injured for the last five games? Ever since then, he sucked. <laughs> yeah, if it's not the counter trade, he can't run behind it. No. He got paid. He got paid. And he's been downhill ever since. He got played, and the Redskins got Wait. He got paid, and the Redskins got played. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think when 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 Portis goes out, we should start looking stronger at like uh, you know play action or something to Mike Sellers or some sort of uh, let's utilize that big number uh, big number forty five a little bit more. Dude, I, what I'm the part of my point with the whole bets thing is is that when Portis goes out, play action's not going to work because they're not afraid of us running without Portis in there. Exactly. Nobody's afraid of us running without Portis. They should be afraid of Mike Sellers because dude is dude's big. Dude, look at Brandon Jacobs. He's about the same size who we may see in this game Sunday if he's if he's back from his injury. We need to get like Todd Yoder out there, like I was saying last week, to be his lead blocker and run Mike Sellers. Well, dude, yeah, but we don't. So that's why teams aren't afraid of a play action when Portis isn't in there. We don't do that. Yep. If he's not in there, it's either a pass or it's bets running into the back of dudes. Dude, and, and I gotta say, Seriously. Portis, dude, I know. Portis is not. I don't think he's as healthy as we thought he was. He's beat all the that, crap. Uh, he's getting beat up and more beat up every week, and I mean, we see it. He goes to the sideline and lays down, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm hurting." It's a hip. It's a rib. It's a you know, it's a shoulder. It's an ankle. What, whatever it is, I mean, 
he's hurting for certain, man. He hasn't rehearsed. He hasn't played or practiced for a couple weeks now. Yeah, this is going on his third week. It's like his third week without yeah. practicing. Well, Zorn said that he was going to run Sean Alexander to start the second half, but Portis refused to stay out of the game. That's because he knows watching that... the game saw how he basically collapsed on the sideline right before the end of the game when they had to put bets in so he could fumble and nearly cost us the game. That's because Portis knows that if he's not in there, they're going to suck. And he doesn't want to suck. Dude, I know, and I think he's feeling He's got that, this is my year feeling. And I really hope we don't end up just blowing it and not making the playoffs by like one game because it's going to be like, what a waste. What a huge effort waste because he is now, he's once again, he's the leading rusher in the NFL. He's 54 yards. He's in third place all-time Redskins. He's 54 yards behind second place. So I'm not sure who that is. That's a trivia question for you folks. I think it's John Riggins. Might be. There's no doubt that he's having a good season, but he needs to stay healthy enough to, to complete the season and to get us to the the larger goal. I know, yeah. but, but it's not like we have any other options. It's not like we can be like, here, Portis, go well, ahead and rest. we cut him. <laughs> well, they, yeah, dude, exactly. No, Sean, he, uh, dudes, the t- dudes, pop. <laughs> the times that Sean Alexander carried the ball, he was all hesitant. He wouldn't hit the hole. He hasn't played in like a year. He comes in and he's and, and they play him on like the first week that we sign him. That's cool and all, but my point is we don't have time to sit around and let him and wait for him to get better. We got to win all these well, games. I'm not saying to wait to let him get better. I'm saying you know, the question is who would we have cut cut in place of him to pick up a, another defensive lineman that we needed to have Todd Collins this weekend. Cut Todd Collins. Uh. No. <laughs> uh, I know exactly who we need to cut. Justin Tryon. Justin Tryon. Yeah, seriously. There you go. I mean, come on. I, you can think of some other people. I mean, Matter of fact, you might get my kick. I think I'm going to give No, I'm not going to give him my kick. My kick is going to go to the punter, Plackemeyer. <laughs> His stats. Dude, did he only punt like twice? 31.7 yards. 31.7 yard average. The guy he got replaced by in Seattle, because remember, he was with Seattle this year. That dude had four punts for an average of 47.8, with two down in the red zone. Dudes. He only averaged 31.7 yards a punt. I can almost pee that far. <laughs> Dudes, who is, who is Mike, who's Mike Green? Dude, he's our new backup safety. That we got when uh, Horton, relevant from 2000, remember? That we did what? When Horton got injured, we signed him. Yeah, I know, but what's he yeah. doing? He's backing yeah. up. He's the backup Dude, safety. I'm telling you, we need to keep him. We need to cut Justin Tryon. All right, cut Justin Tryon then. I'm just saying there's other people that could have been cut. I remember Mike Green I actually agree. came in and made a tackle once. What, he just ran off the sideline, made a tackle, and ran back? <laughs> Not in this game. But <laughs> I, I saw Justin Tryon play in this game. I saw him run after the dudes that were, like, running back Sean Sweezen's crappy kicks. <laughs> you know, looking all five foot nine and tiny. <laughs> like, the numbers tiny. are wrapping around his ribs on the sides because he's so small. I'll tell you, they could have put... Uh... <laughs> they need to give him thin numbers. They need to make him, like, like 20... Well, it can't be 21. Give, him, make him, like... give him thin numbers. 
Pilar? He needs How, thin numbers. Those big numbers are too big for him. How many people are you allowed to have on IR? <laughs> I think as many as get injured. I don't know. Is well, there no, a limit? Seriously, I, mean, I don't know either. Is I mean, there a limit? What do we like? What do we know about Marcus Washington at this point? Um. True. I'm just saying we're not playing again this weekend. I'm saying we could put Marcus Washington on IR. Good point. Good point. You know, we talked and about my, as much as we hated that. You know, we could possibly see Marcus Washington get cut at the end of this year. Yeah, but, dude, should we talk about that when we get down to the injury report? All right. Did John, did you even give your kick? Yeah. Yeah, like a punter. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right, so let's go ahead and move into the game ball award then. Golden Corral boy. Game ball. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive game ball award. We have game ball awards? Yeah, dude. Uh, All right, I'm going to give my game ball first. Go. Uh, who do I want to give my game ball to? Dude, you don't even know who you're going to give it to and you're giving it first? Yeah, I know exactly who I'm going to give mine to. I'm giving mine to Jason Campbell. For, for that run? For the fact that he threw the ball downfield four times in this game. Four times. Dude, that's because he's got a big target in there all of a sudden. Yeah, with that huge dude. He targeted, um, sorry, Malcolm Kelly a number of times. And and he pulled it down once. I forget once. how many times he threw it to Malcolm Kelly. And Malcolm Kelly only had two catches for 12 yards. But you can just, just watch him on the field. You can tell that this guy has got skills. He's got natural, raw talent. He ran kind of a crappy. Really excited that if he... He ran a crappy fade, on though. That fade mount, on that fade, that fade, yeah, he ran out of bounds. Dude, he looks but, like a basketball player. Dude, yeah, his, his, he's tall. You know who he kind of I reminds mean, he me of? He looks like, and the way he moves in the field, now that he's supposedly healthy, I'm really excited for how good this guy could be. He but kind anyway, Jason Campbell, 20 for 33, 206 yards. He got sacked a couple times. He had a couple of runs. Um, he had six rushes, actually, for 32 yards. He had a touchdown And uh, one touchdown. And he just had another solid game. And at the beginning of the game, the offensive line was really shaky again. And they, they, they got solid after a bit. It took them a bit to get it together. And Jason Campbell could have been really pissed off about that after two weeks in a row getting beat up. He could then you know, shaken and lost his composure, lost his cool, like Santana Mossy when he punched that dude in the jaw. Oh, yeah. But he didn't. He kept it together. He kept he kept being big smooth. And, you know, he had those runs. Um, he had that one slide where it looked like he was going to get his cleats caught and hurt himself. Jason Campbell stopped sliding. Just run through people because you're six foot five. Just, just house them. Please stop sliding. Um, yeah, that's who my game ball goes to. All right, that's a good okay. one. Also, I'm no very excited in- about how Jason Campbell has come along this year. No really interceptions, am. right? No interceptions. No I am two dudes, but I, I am very excited about. No, he's had a he's had a pick. He did not, not today, or not, no, this not game, not this game. Well, that's what I yeah, saw. he had the two in that other game, but not this game. Um, but dudes, yeah, he, he's got to work on. I'm just worried about him hurting himself. Yeah, me too. But he's a big dude. I would much rather him run into somebody. Like, if he's running and there's some DB coming on him, you know he has got size on that guy. I'd much rather him just 
throw a shoulder into this guy and try to run him over, then try to slide and get his cleats caught and, and tear his ankle up or his knee up. Yeah. Unless it's someone like LaRon Landry coming at him. Yeah. True that. All right, Josh, who you got? Um, Casey Raybach for not holding on a run. <laughs> Dude, that's a good point, actually, because I do believe that the offensive line had zero, I want to say zero penalties. You know, There were two penalties um, that were on the Redskins in this game for 20 yards, and one was the personal foul on Santana Moss. And the other he one was, was a legal shift. He kicked out of the game. Yeah, he was so lucky. When that, um, and we, when dude, they that said was that, actually, Go ahead. He was going to be my he was going to be my kick is what I was going to say originally. Cuz yeah. I saw that and I was like, "A, that's not like Santana Moss, and B, that's not what we do when we play for the Washington Redskins." Yeah, the ref was right there and could have thrown him. At least. So that dude must have said something really bad to him. And he took but that yeah. silly. He cool like that. But then again, like what? Two plays later, Jason Campbell went for a deep pass to him again. He drew that pass interference. That's why you got to take those shots down the field. Speaking of, on that pass interference, why did they get the ball at like the 14-yard line instead of like the one? Yeah, that made no sense. I didn't get that at all. But anyway. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, and, was, and back was, to Josh's was point. the spot of the foul. Yeah, and the spot of the foul that I could see was at like the one. The three when he hit him. Yeah, somewhere around there. No, dude, he he actually, he actually had his hand on him much earlier. Oh, yeah, okay. that, that that that's what I figured logically. They just they just didn't show it since we had the G team. And back to Josh's point they about Santana like Moss. When Santana Moss was like, he was like, "Hey, whatever you were saying." Well, point C should be you don't do that crap when we're down in the red zone and it pushes us back out. It's weak. Yeah, that's just real. It was just really bizarre, and you know his reputation more than anything else may have also been what kept him from getting thrown out, because that's just not something that's that's he's known for. Has he gotten fined? Have you seen anything about it? Not yet. I think those usually get handed out on Wednesdays. Oh, so tomorrow he's going to be a little um, less rich. He should be fine. He, he's definitely going to get fined. Do you think he's going to get suspended for a game? I hope not, because we need him. No, I hope not. Dude, he better not be. He better not be suspended. Yeah. If they didn't suspend, what's his face for the whole season? Pac-Man Jones. Well, yeah, no tolerance, zero tolerance, and then they let him come back again. <laughs> they lost a little bit of credibility on that one. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you saw Jim Zorn uh, having a conversation with um, with Santana Moss on the sideline. Yeah. And the thing about well, it is, I know you said, I know we said this about your mom, but you know, seriously. Well, that was the thing. You can't do that. The, the conversation did not look like it was it was anything too bad. It wasn't like Zorn was completely taking his head off. It was probably yeah. Zorn well, going Zorn, like, "What the heck did he say to make you do that?" Right. Yeah, because because he understands, I think that you can't. He knows that Moss knows he did something wrong. There's no reason to get in his face and be like, "Why'd you do that? That was dumb." <laughs> you know, you got to talk with him, talk with him like like an adult, and be like, "Dude, what what happened? What was the deal? Tell me what happened." Yeah. So I think Zorn understands that. It sounds like he does. Yep. Um, All right. So yours is going to Casey Raybach, huh? Well, you know, I bring that up, Casey Raybach, but you know, I think just generally uh, the offensive line 
uh, you know, after ragging on him so hard last week. Um, Wait, hold on, hold on. Who? The offensive line? Yeah. The game ball to the offensive line. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, dude. I missed my cue. I was staring at my fingers. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> The O-Line Report. <laughs> All I'm saying is, Casey Raybach and the offensive line did a better job this week. And zero and they penalties. Did not, they did not draw the penalties that that we've seen from them in the past. Yeah. So, they still gave up a few sacks. To me, that's like the core's light of game. Sacks. That's like the core's light of game balls. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's really, <laughs> it's, it's really a watered down game ball. But uh, there it is. Yeah. No offense to Fair enough, dude. Coors light drinkers out there. All right. Well, I th- did you give yours, John? They did a pretty good job against the defense. They should have done a good job against. Yeah. All right. Well, All right, I, know, Aaron. I know who I'm giving mine to. Um, Mike Sellers. Mike Sellers. Oh, Mike Sellers. For having some huge blocks. Some yep, huge blocks and a couple of big runs, a couple first downs. Dude, he had one where he blocked like two or three people in a row on the same run. I know. And they need to do more yeah. of that. If if Portis is going to make it through the season alive, they need to uh-huh. uh, keep running behind him. Yeah. Seriously. He's a beast. They they just need, like we've said, we've already touched on it in this podcast, they need to give the ball to Mike Seller some more. Whether it's the quick yeah. little, the quick little, you know, pass out to the to the end or whatever. But they need to, they need to give him the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they've, they've figured that out. And he's got the hands. He can catch the ball. All right, dudes. Yeah. Even yeah. though he dropped that one pass, like I said, he can't reach his arms in that way. No, you got pass. He's not a wide receiver. He's got big ass, like, biceps. Yeah, you got to, like, hit the target. But, you know. You got to hit him in the numbers. If you hit him, he's got it, and he's going, and he's going to get a few yards. I still think he should have pulled that one in, to tell you the truth. Um, anyway, dudes, let's go ahead and uh, pause uh, 10 seconds for station identification, as Larry Reed would say. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. All right, we're back. Welcome back. I feel we're blessed. Harry Hog Football episode 100 and what? 48. 148. And we're about a little bit over halfway through this. Well, we don't know because it's live, but, you, you know, going by our track record. You want to know what's funny, and i got to bring this up really quickly. I listened to episode one and three this past week. Why not two, dude? And- <laughs> What's that? You're the only one that we know that has two. Why didn't you listen Dude, to it? Two, two is in the vault. But it is coming out in two episodes. Yeah. We'll It'll see. be available on iTunes, but you're going to have to manually go get it. Um, but uh, episode one was like, just, just, this is uh, Aaron. And, uh, and episode three, it was a little more organized. It was started off with Hail to the Redskins and, 
But wow. the funny, the thing that struck me as funny was Aaron said, "We'll be here every week for about ten or fifteen minutes talking about the Redskins." <laughs> Is that what I said? <laughs> yes. Ten or fifteen minutes. Yes. Anyway, we're lucky if we can keep it under forty-five minutes these days. Dude, we're lucky if we can keep it under an hour with you long-winded people in here. <laughs> and thanks to all of our listeners for putting up with us. You know, this is the times where they're like, they're fast-forwarding right through all this stuff. They're like, man, they're not talking about anything. So let's move into the injury report then, shall we? Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Let me get the music. Yeah. Who's hurting? Who's well, hurting? We know that we know that Skeddy is back. He's thriving for preseason because Andre Carter has a tear in the arch of his right foot. Uh, Golson has a right ankle issue. Um, I've also heard that he had a spur, a bone spur in his foot. So hopefully there'll be more clarification later on this week on that. Um, and Montgomery, Anthony Montgomery, is expected back this weekend, but. There's at least two linemen who very well may not be in the game, so they they we're short on on D linemen. Okay, we're so short on linemen. We're short on linemen, but we still have Jason Taylor, um, Demetric Evans, One Man Gang, Chris one, Wilson, Cornelius Griffin, who is always playing through pain. Mike Sellers. Okay. <laughs> so we don't have much depth, but we're not. I mean, we're not don't have much depth there, but we're still like got some quality personnel on the defensive line. Joe Salome is probably available. We can get him back. <laughs> well, we do know where uh, where Trey Johnson is. He's not too far down the road. We get him to play the other side. You there guys you know who I'm a little more worried about than the defensive line is if London Fletcher doesn't play. Dude, that would the be the most important player on defense is London Fletcher. So he's got an uh, ankle. Uh, What's up with the ankle? He's got a left ankle injury, allegedly. Um, he's been in a boot, but the Redskins have not released the uh, the information from his MRI as of yet. The so right now, me they're either playing games or, well, the injury report doesn't have to come out till tomorrow either. First, the, the for sure. So, well, I saw that I saw on our little ticker on the side of our website, it said that he was day to day. Is that incorrect? If he can play, he'll play. I mean, he's he's just he's he's tough like Portis. He's gonna play. He's also got the third longest streak. Not. He's got the third longest streak in the league for consecutive games. Wow, something like 130 some well, games. Well, we know that if he is out and uh, Marcus Washington is of course out, um, we might see Fincher the Clincher getting some time this weekend. Fincher the yep. Clincher. Remember that game that in the preseason where he had to like make a name for himself or he was going to get cut and like every time he was even close to a tackle he like freaked out all over the whole field. Like, he was all like Ray Lewis out there like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Oh man. He that, but he did man. He he passed the audition right there. That was it. He got the job. And I mean he was making plays too but you're right. He was coming in like Again, like all like Ray Lewis style, like it's the third guy after the play has already been finished. And he's all like, Wah! yeah. And if he did, his arms and whatnot. And if he didn't make the tackle, he went up to the guy that did and like gave him some ch- chest bump or something. Oh yeah, like headbutt him or something. 
anyway, we might see him, but I'd rather see London Fletcher Baker in there, or else I think we're going to yeah, be in trouble against the G-Men. Yeah, I think that goes without saying. Um, no injury report on Liddell Betts. Um, apparently, he's still pretty much um, pretty much recovered from his injury, and he did score a touchdown. We we did fail to mention that along with Randall uh, Hell, who. Yeah, he scored also, a touchdown after Portis did all the work and got it down to the one-yard line for him. He, he, he did the Gerald Riggs for Ernest Bonner. Yeah, and didn't fumble on that. Out there. Um, and Randall L. was questionable with an ankle, um, a low ankle sprain last week, and he not only played, he caught a touchdown, and he was in returning kicks questionable. I thought that was odd. Yeah. Um, but no word on him uh, re-aggravating anything. And we know Clinton Portis is just... just all the hell up. Portis is like one big bruise. I know, right? <laughs> oh, oh, dudes, I just found something on Liddell Betts' injury. It said he has something called um, Butterfingers. <laughs> <laughs> Slimus Digitus. He's day to day. Slimus to do. <laughs> He's day to day. But he may be riding um, the Apparently, Malcolm is all right. He did not aggravate any of his injuries or anything like that. Who? Um, Malcolm Kelly. Oh, Malcolm Kelly. What is he, number 14? That, that dude. What's that? Is he number 14? Number 12. 12. Oh, okay. And Devin Thomas say, is 11. Devin Thomas is an awful lot with him in there. Yeah, the new dudes are 11 and 12. And Fred and Davis. 11 and 86. For Fred Davis. Fred yeah. Davis was inactive last week. I guess he's officially the third tight end after Yoder. I guess so. Old man Yoder. Yoder can catch, I have to say. You rarely see him drop yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, so does that wrap up the... Uh, obviously, Springs played, and I don't think he re-injured anything. He must have heard our yeah, podcast fine. with us dogging on him. You know, he had a little rough game knocked off, and he came through uh, huge. And we didn't mention Landry having that pick either. So Landry and McIntosh, was it Landry and McIntosh that had those picks? Am I correct? Springs had one at the end. Springs had one at the end. Landry had one. Uh, McIntosh had a sack. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and after we were dogging on Springs last week, I got to give him some credit for playing a pretty strong game. Play a strong game. I mean, we all know the Seahawks know too. They drafted him in the first round. Yeah. But the same problems, like we've talked about before, is injury prone, missing multiple games every year, and and it's really hard to, to work around that. It's like the uh, even more for uh, Indianapolis when Bob Sanders is out for them. They're they're way diminished when Bob Sanders is out. He's such a great player, but he's hurt all the time. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, well, let's move on into the NFC East report with uh, Josh Allen initiating or officiating that. Dude, you got to give me a heads up if I'm doing the NFC East report. Um, <laughs> the Giants are ten and one. Giants are ten and one. Uh, of course, place. yes. Of course, we play uh, the Giants at home this week, and we're going to win. Which uh, a game to which I will be going to. Um, and a big shout out to my man Tom of Tom's Trivia for uh, hooking me up with some ticks. Dude, you got um, dude. If you're representing Tom at the stadium, you got to get that whole stadium pumped. 
Which means you got to get Amy and Sam to like pump their arms in the air and run up and down the aisles like John would have done. Dude, Sam will be like, crank it up! Sam will be shaking his booty the whole time. He'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, moving, moving on down the line. Uh, you know, both the Redskins and the Cowgirls are seven and four. Um, although, no, dude, no, dude, 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 no. You're supposed to say third place. The Eagles are five, five and one versus Arizona on Thursday. And in last place in the NFC East is Dallas. At seven and four versus Seattle. Sheesh. <laughs> All right. See, so you got to give me a heads up if I'm going to do this. Yeah, dude. Um, Go Seattle. So I don't know how the Dallas Cowboys ended up coming back up to seven and four, but somehow it happened. And uh, I told you I guys. Think, and I think we were a part of that happening. <laughs> so uh, we need to. Uh, yeah, didn't you, know, you really hear Joe our... Yuck told you that we got destroyed by Dallas, fourteen to ten? Yeah. We need to put our nose to the grind and, and get it done against the G-Men this week. I think we can beat the G-Men. We need to rely on the, on the damn Buccaneers to take care of business. They lose to Brad Johnson and the Dallas Cowboys, 14-9. to Yep. And they're the other team that's ahead of us in the wild card. Dude. We don't even play them this year. They're always a thorn in our side. And we don't even play them this year, and they're still messing with us. Here, this would be a big boost this week if this were to happen, right? We come into FedEx Field. It is the Sean Taylor game. Sean Taylor's going up onto the Ring of Fame, I guess, this week. Um, and uh, the fans are all pumped. We are able to take the G-Men at home. That puts them at 10-2. Uh, and two. We move up to 8-4. Uh, and four. Dallas loses to Seattle. That puts them at 7-5. and five. The Eagles lose to Arizona, which puts them at 5-6-1. and one. That would be a big boost to us. Not not only that, but coming off of uh, the Giants, who are ten and one right now, which would uh, that would just be that would be a good thing for the Redskins. Absolutely. And more importantly, I think we can do it. I seriously do. You can do it. Yeah. I don't yeah, even think Brandon Jacobs is playing or Plaxico Burris, and Plaxico Burris was the thorn in our side in Game One, if you'll remember correctly. Yep. We only lost that game by eight, what, eight points. Yeah, and if you remember, in the second half, we started kicking. Yeah, we, we shut him out in the second half. I he think, was 98 yards, I think, in the second half. Yeah, I think we can do it, guys. I think that it's – and we might even be back to the point where we should have just stayed the whole year where we're like huge underdogs and no one thinks we can do it because that seems to be the only time when we can win. So – I think Malcolm Kelly's going to come up here. If I were all you people out there, I wouldn't write this game off as a win for the Giants. Quite all right. right. Dude, you know what's going to happen. Josh, Mamie, and, and Sam are going to be there. And then they're going to be totally lucky because it's going to come on and it's going to be Joe Yuck and Troy Aikman going, and Troy and Joe, Joe I almost said the F one. Joe Yuck um, was going to be on there going, I love the Dallas Cowboys so much that Troy Aikman's even going to be like, dude, seriously, shut up. And Josh <laughs> and, and Amy and Sam talk about how much we're going to suck and we're going to get blown out and we're going to surprise. We're going to shock the world. And then Josh, Amy, and Sam aren't going to have to listen to them the whole game and they're going to be right in the same building. I know. You guys are going to be so lucky. It's kind of ironic to be in the same building, yet you won't have to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Say things like, he is a good kicker. <laughs> and, then, and then five-year-old Sam would be like, no, he's not. 
No, he's not. Anyway. Dude, we're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to being there, and so are Amy and Sam. This is Sam's first Redskins game. So, uh, awesome. Uh, How old is he? What's that? How old is he? Five years old. Five years old. Sweet. His first Redskins game live. So first is he pumped? With Josh. Josh, is he pumped? He's super pumped. He started feeling like he was getting a cold today, and he's like, no, no, Daddy, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm going to Washington. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> nice. He's like, he's so, like, yeah, going. we're gonna do the we're gonna do the Thanksgiving uh Smithsonian and you know, some other things like that. But uh it it'll be a good trip. Cool, dude. That's cool. Um well speaking of uh you're getting you're you're you uh, you got hooked up by Tom from Tom's trivia with this week, so uh speaking of that Real yeah. quick, dudes, before you go any further with Tom <laughs> I wanted to point out our, one of our other listeners in the UK. It's like UK week. Uh, apparently, he figured out this stat on his own. Um, I don't even want to know how much time he put behind it. But it was appara- Simon, right? Yeah, Simon, Simon. Simon Kinsey. But apparently, what happened was he figured out how the uh, what was it the stat for how many points were scored for every team per 100 yards gained. And the Redskins scored something like 5.83 um, points per 100 yards gain, which was, what, 29th in the 30th in the league? Only, like, the Rams and the Raiders were below us. And it's not really that surprising, though. I mean, if you look at this game, we had 24 first downs to Seattle's 13. They didn't convert a third down until, I think, the fourth quarter. We led 386 yards to 228. Time of possession was 38 minutes, roughly, to 21 minutes, roughly. And yet we only won by three points. That's how it's been all year long. No matter who we play. It's ridiculous, dude. I don't understand it. It's, 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 it's just so bizarre. That, so that stat really doesn't, I mean, it's, it's, it's shocking, but it's not really surprising. No, it's, it's pretty. Like, yeah. It's pretty telling, well, actually. Yeah, it's pretty telling. Yeah, we can't put any points on the board. We go like eighty yards, and we have to kick a field goal, and it takes off the crossbar. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Because one, our kicker sucks, and two, we get down there yeah. and get sacked or penalties. How many times have we? Run play- well, how many times have we been sacked down there and like lost like twelve yards and got out of like field goal range? Yeah, they won't run play action down there. Although I think. Zorn was getting back to what he was doing the first few games of the year, where he was doing a lot more pass plays, a lot more rolling out to give Campbell more time to throw behind a suspect, older offensive line. He got away from that the last few weeks, and part of that was Dallas's and Pittsburgh's strong defenses, the front, the front seven especially. Um, part of it was for that reason, because their defenses are good, got to say. And anyway. Seattle's not so good. But, you know, I, I think part of that is he was getting back more to the, the passing the ball more. And, it, I mean, yeah, we know the Clinton Porters ran a bunch and that we're, it looks like we are kind of primarily a running team right now. But he did pass more and he did more normal tight pass plays, if that makes any sense. He didn't go up huge like he did before. We basically pounded it in this game. Yeah, we basically, basically, yeah. That's about it. Anyway. With that being said, I had to throw that out. That was, thanks for that stat, um, Simon, and keep up the good work. 
Nice one. And, okay, with that being said, it's time, once again, for Tom's Trivia. Hey guys, it's a Thanksgiving Tom's Trivia. After enjoying a victory on the West Coast against Seattle, we're now bracing for the juggernaut from Giant Stadium. Let's hope uh, we can put a dent in their run. Although I have a feeling that the Giants are going to be the Cowboys of last year. They're going to be uh, regular season darlings and then throw up on themselves in the playoffs. I just have a hunch. But, um, yeah, well, it was a nice win. Finally get a, a two-game streak off our backs. And uh, hopefully we can build on this. Whether we beat the Giants or not remains to be seen, but hopefully we can use it to propel us against the Ravens and then obviously the final three after that. I still think 10 wins gets you in. 11 almost definitely gets you in. Um, but I still think 10 will get you in. So even if they can lose to the Giants and maybe even the Ravens, they still should be okay against um, uh, Niners, Bengals, and Eagles to end the season. Not in that order. Okay, to remind you, the question from last week was about the bye week and what the Redskins' record was in games after the bye. Um, the answer was the Redskins were 11-9 and nine in the 20 um, games played after a bye week um, over the last 19 years. Uh, basically, the, uh, the Institute in 1990, but one year, I believe it was 93, there were two bye weeks as, as the NFL tried an 18-week schedule, which was incredibly frustrating for fans because it went twice a year. If your team wasn't playing when everyone else was playing, it just sucked. So they went back to one uh, one bye week. Um, that's going to start off pretty poorly with the byes. Lost a whole bunch in a row. Then they went to a long streak. I think they won seven in a row. And it finished up with a winning record of 11-9 and nine going into, I guess I didn't mean to include this week. I'll have to figure that out. That was 11-9, including the loss to Dallas. Not sure. But either way, they have a winning record overall. They had to 10-2 over the past 12, but lost to Dallas. So that sucked. Uh, congratulations to many people for getting the answer in. But the first one in was Simon from Wales. So congratulations to him. Even though he's separated by thousands of miles, he's able to get the answer in first, beating out Dave from Michigan, who is Mr. Reliable with these things. But uh, Simon beat him to it, beat him to the punch, and he gets the credit for this week. Um, but lots of you sent answers in, so congratulations to all of you who got it right. All right. Well, the new question I thought since this week is Thanksgiving, you people are going to be home watching football, and you're not going to be working. So while you're sitting there working or watching the football and not working, why don't you bust out your computer and do some research? I thought that'd make this question a little more difficult than your average Google search. All right, well, it was inspired by a comment I heard about the big, fat walrus Mike, Mike Holmgren in uh, Seattle. Um, even though he's coached Seattle and Green Bay, he has never beaten the Redskins in the regular season. Yes, the big, fat walrus Mike Holmgren beat us in uh, two playoff games, and I would trade all the regular season wins for one of those um, wins in the playoffs, but it remains to be seen that. You know, if he just has that big home field advantage in the playoffs, he can't beat the Redskins. So, and then when you think that how many other Super Bowl winning coaches have never beaten the Redskins in the playoffs, guess what? The only one is the big fat walrus Mike Holmgren. So, I had to ask a more detailed question because I can't ask you other Super Bowl winning uh, coaches. So the question is, of all the Super Bowl losing head coaches, 
They may have won Super Bowls as well. But um, I guess no. The only ones that have lost us, there, there are four coaches who have lost Super Bowls who have, just like Mike Holm, big fat walrus Mike Holmgren, never beaten the Redskins in the regular season. So that's, I may be too confusing. Let me ask it again. Name the four losing Super Bowl head coaches. And one clue is they've never won. Um, other than Mike Holmgren, of course. Big fat walrus Mike Holmgren. Always say it that way. Name the four losing head coaches of the Super Bowl who have never beaten the Washington Redskins in the regular season as head coach. All right. Well, everybody, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Be safe. Eat lots of turkey. I will be eating Cajun deep-fried turkey from Popeye's like I do every year. It's been 11 straight years, and I'll never go back to regular turkey. And then sit down and watch football. Hopefully uh, the Cowboys will get punked by Seattle and uh, Big Fat Walrus Mike Holmgren. And then at night we can watch the Eagles continue to self-implode as they uh, flip-flop between quarterbacks and uh, Big Fat Walrus uh, Andy Reid um, screws up that team even more. And I watch the watch the Eagle fans boo McNabb when he starts throwing picks and throws like 50 yards in the first half with two turnovers. It's going to be great. And then uh, hopefully on Sunday we can stick it to the Giants or at least play very well and keep momentum going forward. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Send in your answers when you get the chance. Be safe. Be well. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Okay. Excellent. Congratulations Excellent. to Simon. Over uh, in the UK, where it's Simon, probably about yeah. four in the morning right now. Simon from Wales, he'll wake up, plug in his iPod, and, and the podcast will be there. Um, yeah, Simon's got a couple. So uh, he did, like Tom said, beat out uh, David this week on the first one. David from Michigan's been Mister Reliable. Yeah, and if you guys, um, if you guys know the answer to this week, go ahead and send it in to uh, Tom at harryhogfootball.com and if you have comments about anything else Redskins related or otherwise send them to redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com and we'll more than likely get back to you or you can call the hog line at 206-203-1566 that's 206-203-1566 and uh, real quick real quick before we move into Josh's final segment uh, if you guys are doing any holiday shopping this year and you're going to visit sites such as Amazon.com or eBay or something of the like or the Redskins store to buy that jersey for your beloved Redskins fan, if you guys would do us or a I favor do. and click through our site, we'll get a little cut of that and it doesn't cost you guys any more money. That's and it right. only takes you about 10 extra seconds depending on how fast or slow your internet connection is. Yep, iTunes, ESPN Shop, Champ Sports. All kinds of stuff there, including our own shops, uh, Harry Hog shops. So you can still get some stuff from the Harry Hog stores as well. So anyway, and we're actually hoping to uh, add a few things to the new HHF shop here shortly. So anyway, yes. yeah, thanks a lot for that. And um, without further ado, it is time for adieu. Josh's favorite segment in ours. Well, Nice. Hey, I want to give a shout-out to Sharon down in Tampa Bay who called in this past week. Sharon down in Tampa Bay uh, called in to let us know that um, this song is actually sung by a band called Sync from the 80s. And she admitted to actually having their album around somewhere on 8-track or cassette tape or vinyl. In Sync? Anyway, 
No, just sync. And it's spelled like S Y N C H or something like that. Yeah, in sync. Maybe it's called Cinch. Maybe they're <laughs> called Cinch. I don't know. Cinch, sync. Anyway, Sharon called in. Maybe we'll text Sharon's uh, voicemail on the end of this podcast. Um, where are they now, though? Uh, this week, this uh, this was a running back for the Washington Redskins. Um, played for the Redskins from 1991 to 1994. Wore the number 32 jersey. Any Watson. Guesses? Watson. No. 91 to 94? Kenny Watson. 91 to 94. Uh, 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 Ricky Irvin? Ricky, Ricky Irvin. Irvin. Yeah, Ricky dude. Irvin. Irvins. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Um, I found one, it interesting where is Ricky Irvin's now. And what was interesting about this is that he's training high school athletes in Northern Virginia, but that he owns a business of his own. And you will not guess what it is. Well, I just told you what it is. He's training high school athletes, so it's not a car dealership. A gym. Um, a gym. <laughs> but the name, of the, uh, the name of the business is what's exciting. It's called Extreme Explosion. <laughs> Sounds like what you had in your pants, dude. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's spelled with X's at the beginning. Extreme right, explosion. Okay, cool. What, Tom? Sounds like you ate a big burrito. Um, <laughs> uh, gigante. Gigante, buddy. Uh, anyway, so uh, Ricky Irvins, and really quickly I was going to run in from um, he was succeeded, by, of course, by Terry Allen, who wore the number 21 jersey. And we're going to see uh, Sean Taylor go into the Ring of Fame with the 21 jersey this week. So um, that was my little tie-in there. Excellent. Very and nice. congratulations to Ricky Irvin on his extreme uh, explosion business. Explosion. And I hope it's going well for you. <laughs> and um, that pretty much wraps it up for this week's uh, podcast. Uh <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to all of us that celebrate that. <laughs> they don't celebrate that in England, do they? <laughs> Hopefully you don't have an extreme explosion after you eat Thanksgiving dinner come oh Thursday. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, what can I say? Uh, hail to the Redskins. And as always, this week, um, especially on Thanksgiving when they get by, beat by Seattle, um, if you see a Cowboys fan, you know what? Joker! Joker! Bye bye.